Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hi, welcome to uh, me, Sean Hughes. We're under the radar. Our special guest is Adam Hills. Hi. Well, we know each other. But we do, yeah. Now, I saw you on uh, Live at the Apollo. I'm going to admit to it. I watched that occasionally. You were very good. But, like, since you started doing The Last Leg as well, yeah. your comedy's got a little bit edgier, hasn't it? Yeah, not intentionally. Um, I, I'm not sure if it's since doing The Last Leg or it's since having children. No, but it's, it's just that thing of... Uh, because with the last leg, you're dealing with issues. Yeah. And your comedy used to never deal with issues. Yes, so yeah. So now I think you're kind of bringing that into your comedy. A little bit, but but even so, like people find it a little bit strange when they come and see me on tour because my stand-up show isn't political at all. But do you not put a little bit in there? A tiny bit. But, like, yeah. I was in... I can't remember where I was, but someone tweeted to say, oh, there's a Tory councillor in tonight, you know, row G, yeah. seat seven, yeah. you know, take him apart. And I kind of... I was going through the tweets and I read it out on stage and said, "I don't, want, I don't even know the guy. Yeah. I don't know what you're." Don't calling. even know if he's a guy. Exactly. Yeah. I, no, it did say tear him apart, so I right. kind of took it as read. But I was like, and you could feel the audience go, "No, but this is what you do. You shout at Tories." And I was thinking, "No, but you don't even do that on the last leg, anyway." No, we shout at everyone but you that don't. I think deserves that. No, I, you're it, not really you know a shouter. What? It came about on the last leg, the first time. I can actually trace the origin of me being a little bit ranty. Is that the Joan Rivers thing? It was that, weirdly. It was the week before that. So it was the week before Oscar Pistorius had shot Reba Steenkamp on the third. Hey, that has not been proven, Adam. <laughs> no, it's been proven that he shot her. <laughs> I think even he admits that much. It's just what led up to the shooting hasn't been proven. Um, and because of our connection with the Paralympics, we thought, right, we've got to cover this. It happened on the Thursday morning. And we had this big back and forth of how do we cover it? How do we deal with it the right way? We don't want to make jokes about it. We don't want to trivialise it. And we thought, well, let's just be honest about it. And let's just say, look, this is terrible regardless of what's happened. And let's move on. But we had meeting after meeting after meeting with lawyers. Of course, I knew you were going to say that. Because you're live yeah. on air. You can't say this. You can't say that. Of course, it doesn't make any difference because there's no jury to influence in South Africa. And even if there was, they're not going to watch the last leg because it, it all went in front of a yeah. judge. But still, it was what you can and can't say. That very old lady. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. going, can you get on with it? I'm actually 90. Yeah. Don't know if this can last any longer. And and I've now been swayed by what Alex Brooker said on the last leg. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's not yeah. going to be... Anyway, so we had meeting after meeting you, after meeting. You know, you see them sometimes at court getting those bits of paper and you go, <laughs> what did Brooker say? She's, he's going down, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so we had this really frustrating day, and then there was a story in the news that night, and it was about um, it was about uh, Prince William and Kate Middleton had been on honeymoon, I think, and they'd been she'd been photographed in a bikini whilst pregnant, and How dare she. this magazine had decided they were going to print them because it was in the public interest. But is this not an English magazine? No, it was an Australian magazine. Because it's usually the Germans who do it, isn't it? There's that weird German kind of magazine. That yeah, they kind of get away it with it yeah. somehow. No, it was an Australian magazine. And I'd, I'd written in a response to... I was really kind of... For some reason, I, f I got quite wound up about it. And I think it was it was all the Oscar Pistorius stuff that we were holding back on. Yeah. And I just kind of let go at the editor of this magazine. And it was unscripted. It just kind of came out. Right. And then after that... Which is a bit brave on a live show. Yeah. Well, luckily, one of our... 
Okay, here's a secret. Our commissioning editor, I hope I don't get her into trouble for this, I don't think I will, after all these meetings with lawyers that had gone on for hours... I, I love the fact that, even though you're talking into a mic, you kind of went into that whisper, <laughs> look, we talked to a couple of lawyers. I mean, come it's on, less people will listen to okay, this part okay. of the podcast if I no, whisper. Go on, tell me. It's just between us. <laughs> so the commissioning editor took me aside and said, listen, all of those meetings, we have to take you through those legal meetings. And I went, I know, I know, I was getting, I was like a grumpy kid. I know. She said, but... You're live on air tonight, and once you're live on air, I can't stop you saying wow, anything. Wow, that's nice. And she just—that was the commissioning editor, yeah. or not the producer? No, the commissioning editor. Wow. And then just kind of gave me a look that said, "I trust you to say whatever you think is right." So after the, all of the Pistoria stuff, so I, you did what, nothing about him, or did you? We, we did. We covered him, and we, right. we we said it was it was awful, and we decided we weren't going to do, do jokes about it, and we moved on. And then I think all of that tension built up, and then when I got to the the bit about this editor saying, well, it's in the public interest to see photos of Kate Middleton pregnant in a bikini. I just, for the first time ever, dropped the F-bomb. Really? I I read out her quote and I just went, oh, fuck off. And there was a real, like, you know, because that tension had built up in the room because of all of the stories. Was also this the time where all the kind of, where the kind of, the likes of the Southerners had to start pulling back on stuff like that anyway? Yes, I think it was. Yeah, and it just... I don't know. I th- I think just the idea of, you know, knowing knowing that when you're when you're pregnant, seeing my wife go through it, and how insecure you get about oh, the yeah. way you look. Do that story if you want, Adam. We all know you're just currying favour with the Brits. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, it's so obvious. Well, listen, you, Australians can get knighthoods now. Really? So, yeah, it came in last year or the year before, I think. What about Irish? Oh, I don't think so. I think Bob Geloff got something like oh yeah, an XBO or something he's like that. Sir, is he Sir Bob? Do we say so? Yeah, I think. Well, no, but like that's the thing that annoys me about The Apprentice, where Alan Sugar insists people call him Sir Alan Sugar. I'm just, I'm never going to fucking call him. Really? Yeah. Yes, Sir Alan. I'm just going to know. Because there are people out there who are sirs and dames who say, "Oh, don't worry, but don't you don't have to call me." All the time. So, okay, I think that's a sign of character. If you so know. you're looking for the knighthood, yeah? So I'm looking for the knighthood. So anyway, all of this this kind of came out, and then the channel being the channel said, oh, that was great, you should do that every week. Come up with Adam's rant every week. I was like, I know, I'm not going to. And then the next week, the Joan Rivers thing happened, where she had... And I'd been following Joan Rivers on Twitter, because I was a fan. Yeah. And I'd noticed three or four really mean tweets about Adele, basically but just like, fat that's jokes. That's what she used to do, though. She used to slag off everyone, but she used to do it much more clever than that. Yes, I think so. And I think I kind of looked at the tweets and went, oh, come on, you're better than that. Why, why just make a fat joke about someone who's just one, you know? And she's not... I think the thing about Adele... I think the thing about Joan Rivers is she was always... You know, I don't like that word punching up because it's almost clichéd now, but to describe comedy, that's what she was doing. She was, she was on one level and she was looking up at the Hollywood stars like Elizabeth Taylor. And you could make a fat. She could make a fat joke about Elizabeth Taylor because Elizabeth Taylor was the more powerful one, and Joan yeah. Rivers was kind of down here, just just throwing those. But punches also, up. like, do you know about like Joan Rivers' husband killed himself? Yeah, and stuff yeah. Like, she's had a really rough old life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've, I've seen that documentary about. So I think her, that so. would have probably affected the way she, you know, her outlook on life. Oh, undoubtedly, undoubtedly, and you feel like an underdog, and you feel like you're always, you know, fighting. And I understood that, but something about being. I mean, she's at the top of the tree now, and Adele, it, I don't know, it just felt like she was punching down. She was really needlessly making... Oh, God, no, I think Adele would be on top of her, yeah. even at the time. But also... Well, I'm still glad you said the thing, you did. Yeah, yeah, it was, and it was also... I, I guess the reason I said the thing is because it, it, was, it wasn't really even about Adele. It was about any, any girl who feels awkward about the way they look yeah. to, to think, you know, 
great. So I can I can win an Oscar, and I'm still going to get fat jokes made about. I me. know it's but there's that weird thing of and it's been in the media quite a lot lately about um, this whole women slagging off women because mm. I guess you expect men to slag off men. And for some reason they're going, well, you know, with feminism and stuff, why, why are, you should be protecting us. And I just think, well, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? Well, that was the thing with Joan Rivers is that, you know, you know she's had a lot of plastic surgery and she's talked about it in order to get ahead in the industry, in an industry where you are judged on your looks. And, and she's talked about how unfair it is that you're judged on your looks. But then to kind of keep that going by judging someone else on their looks. I know, yeah. But I don't know. To be honest, I don't even think I put that much thought into it. But I, I think, think it was just, I got, I got wound up. And but I it is weird because uh, Adele has lost a bit of weight as well, hasn't she? Pro- yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. Has she? Yeah. yeah okay. But I think it, like, it is society's way cause, because of things like that. It's like, for instance, uh, I was watching, uh, like, you know, Guilty Pleasure, the uh, final of I'm a Celebrity, which oh, okay, I don't enjoy. Right. But your woman, Charlotte, who won it, and I was watching with a lady friend, yeah. and she just went, she's got very big teeth. <laughs> you know, and it's just that thing that you go and, you know, society's not going to change. That's the way. Yeah, right. Men don't ever go, like, you know, oh, Adam's ears are quite big, aren't they? But women do do that to each other. Yeah. But but almost in, a, in an okay way. Well, yeah, it's more like, you know, it'll be to another girl, just kind of, have you seen? She, yeah, yeah, yeah. Seeing what she's done with her makeup, that yeah. doesn't work. So but, this lady friend of yours then. Is there any romance happening? Because no. no, I would have assumed not. Because no, we just watch shit tally together. Well, that's why I was because the fact that she said that to you, yeah, means she kind of almost sees you as another girl that she can. Well, I think a lot of people see me like that. <laughs> to be fair. I'm hoping you know, people see that side to me. Really? Well, I'm not a man's man. <laughs> but so are any comedians. Man's man's. Yeah, really. Um, I you, guess not. No. I've 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 wondered. I've always thought this that that about especially male comedians. Anyway, you have to have a certain vulnerability and almost femininity about you. And I don't think any of us are alpha males. Well, maybe Alan Carr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. When he enters a room, he is cool. Go on. I hope he doesn't punch me this time. <laughs> But it's uh, so. No, well, congrats with the last leg, and it's been recommissioned to do loads more. It has been, yeah, yeah. So that, yeah. So sorry to back to your original point. That kind of ranty thing. Yeah. It it originally worked because that's not who I was. It was you know this fun light show, and then suddenly I just got really quite angry about Joan mm. Rivers, and then of course, like I said, you know, then the channel want that to happen every week, and then yeah. I kind of said, no, you can't. You can't force I, it. No, you, a you can't force it, and if you do it every week, it's going to become a bit and then people aren't going to take you seriously and weirdly I've now moved on from it this I don't really get that wound up anymore about stuff. but it is like it's a weird success where like obviously it was purely for the Paralympics yes. and see this is the thing that I I find it really funny because it's your good self with your kind of leg yeah issue which you must be so tired every interview you do people go tell us about the leg no I don't mind it really it, it was because I, I didn't talk about we'll it do before. that in the second part then <laughs> But um, cause, but it's the thing is so Alex Brooker who is brilliant. But what was his background? Though? His background was he was a sports journalist. He had never done comedy. Yeah. Never been on TV. Um, he was found as part of a like a talent search by Channel Four to find disabled on air talent. That was great. And he well the the really great spot was a, a producer called Pete Thomas who produced the first ever Last Leg during the 2012 Paralympics. Yeah. Um, and he had already been working on the show. He and I got together with some ideas and we sat down. 
there was a there was a press launch and all of the This is when no one else it was just you at the time. It was just me at the time. Right. And all of the disabled talent got up and did a bit and I did a bit and afterwards Pete said to me we went out for drinks with Alex and he said keep an eye on Alex I want him on the last leg. I think he said I'm going to try and poach him away from the rest of Channel 4 because he's got a good really good sense of humor. Yeah, he is great. And they never talk about but what is Josh's uh, disability? He's from Devon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> you've obviously you've answered that one before. <laughs> so then uh, no, he was he was um Channel 4 were already aware of him because he was made, he was on stand up for the week. Right. And so they quite Which they, is a terrible program. Was it? I never saw yeah, it. Yeah, it was awful. Really? Yeah. It was just that classic thing of um you know which is one of my real Big beard, whatever it is, but where it's kind of uh, where they let comics on telly for three minutes. You, know, oh, you can't really right, express yourself yeah. for three minutes. Well, I mean, and and it was topical, wasn't it? Yeah. And see, that's the thing with the last leg that was an accidental success is mm. that there was just a really lovely chemistry between. Us and it was very brave of them to do that because on paper you go, well, watch these disabled people talk about the Paralympics. I don't think so. Yeah, but the whole the whole genesis of it was that. So what originally? No, that's happened? what I mean. It was very very brave commission. It, it was an accident in mm. a way as well because it's another secret. So when I was asked to host the last leg, it was originally two hours from midnight on More Four, so it wasn't going to be on oh, the main okay. channel, and it was just me on my own presenting some highlights and throwing in some jokes. Right. And then after the press launch in front of the, all the media, I did fifteen minutes of stand up about the Paralympics because I'd been in two thousand and eight yeah. to Beijing, so I actually had stand up about it. And then about did you a, get a medal? No, I didn't. No, no. They... did you come forth? <laughs> Everyone's a winner at the Paralympics. Okay. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so I did all the stand-up, and then about a week later, my manager called back and went, "Right, Channel Four, having seen you do the stand-up and and realizing what you can make funny about the Paralympics, they now want it to be prime time. They want it to be ten thirty. Wow, that was a break. So that was suddenly from a press conference. Yeah, of all the things. Well done, man. And of course, my first thought was, do I get paid extra? And he said, no, you've already signed the contract. Well, then he said, I'm not doing it then. Play hardball. <laughs> what sort of agent have you got? No, no, we're, we're giving in straight away. Play hardball. <laughs> of course I'm doing it. Tell him I'm not doing it. I'm not doing that stand-up stuff. I'm going to go back and talk to him. <laughs> but, um, so, so, then, so then it was, OK, well, it's going to be me at 10.30 every night. Right. And then we... I thought you said prime time. Well, that's what they call prime time for some uh, reason. Uh, yeah, if you're still on Australian time, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so it was 10.30 at night after the events of... Oh, I'm in bed by then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's nearly prime time. I'm off to bed. <laughs> <laughs> they t- that's what they told me it was. Yeah, all right. I, I realise my mistake now. Yeah, because it's um, on earlier now, isn't it? No, it's ten. It's ten o'clock now. That is earlier, Adam. Why are you... Okay, yeah. You went, right. no, no, you're wrong. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Ten o'clock is prime time. Is it? Yeah. Well, nine o'clock. You get nine till half ten. Oh, okay. Okay, right. fair enough. All right. So, anyway. So, it was just going to be me. Right. Uh, and then I kind of said, well, I think we need an audience if it's going to be... We need someone... You know, I need, doing I need gags, someone yeah. to bounce off. Yeah. Uh, and then Alex was the guest on the first show. So, it was you for the first one? It was just me. It was called The Last Leg with Adam Hills. Okay. Um... Alex didn't come on until part uh, two or three. Josh wasn't on the couch when the show started, I don't think. He came in as kind of a special comments. And then on day two, Channel 4 gave us a commissioning editor who came in and, and said, uh, we've just seen the potential of this show. We think this could be great. We think it should be the three of you together. 
What, for the second show? For the second show. God, they moved fast. So the first show wasn't even... The first show was just me with Josh and Alex as guests. I think I remember that now. And then the next day it was, no, it has to be the three of you. It should be the three of you. Uh, and and s- your first thing is, it still will be called <laughs> Last Leg for Adam Hill, so, yeah? <laughs> like, I don't mind sharing the time. And I will have my own desk. And they'll be slightly to the right. <laughs> Did you insist on all that? Yeah? They brought in a massive... Th- th- so the two changes for day two were, right, it's going to be Josh and Alex permanently with Adam, and we need a massive flat-screen TV behind him. Those were the two changes that they So made. what did you have behind you in the first show? Like a tiny little student flat accommodation <laughs> okay. TV. But look, I really admire so, them for the quickness of the decision. Yeah, they do. I mean, that's the one thing about Channel 4. They, they, they jump very quickly and they make decisions very quickly. Um, no, they don't, Adam. You were very lucky. There are, you just speak to a lot of people who have written scripts who three years down the line ago, oh, really? well, <laughs> do you like it? <laughs> well, Only if Josh and Adam... Are on the show as well, <laughs> but anyway, so so um, it grew. The, 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 you know, so I don't think the original idea, Channel Four, didn't say right. We're going to put these three guys together. They're going to sit mm. on the couch and they're going to cover the Paralympics. It kind of it grew organically, which is probably why it's worked because you couldn't have pitched that if you if you'd yeah, said, that's what you know, I said, yeah, exactly. Three blokes with four legs talk about the Paralympics. I mean, that's what I should have called it. Three, <laughs> some of the titles we've read out. Some of the suggested titles, yeah. which included uh, "Dwarves Aren't Magic." Like is the name of the show, right? Uh, mobility scooters, mobility scooters are for fat people, and they all deserve a medal. Oh, amp- Every, everyone's a winner. Everyone's well. a winner. Amputee yeah. and scones was the other one. Right. Okay, but so so went through the whole Paralympics, and then it was supposed to finish. It was supposed to finish, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think halfway through the Paralympics, I had a meeting with Channel Four, and they said, "Look, we we'd love." to do more stuff with you and we don't know what and then a few weeks after I had a but they weren't saying like more last legs no not at that point they didn't really know what they wanted Um, and then maybe you just went how about the uh, Adam Hill show (laughs) (laughs) how are you about that one well the funny thing is so before the Paralympics all kicked off I was at a a Channel 4 dinner in Edinburgh and I was sitting next to Jay Hunt who's the the head of the channel right and just in conversation she said so what, what kind of show would you like to do Adam one day I said, well, kind of a talk show, but it's also vaguely topical where you kind of talk about what's going on in the world, but you have guests. And she went, oh, my God, if I had a pound for every comedian that told me that's the type of show they want to do. Six quid. <laughs> yeah. And she kind of looked at me like, that's what everyone wants to do. And I've reminded her since yeah. that that is now the show that we've ended up doing. But, but it was So the channel then about a month later said, look, we think the last leg, we think you three guys are great when you talk about anything together. So we think the last leg that talks about the news, we'll put it on every Friday night and, um, and we'll do it live because you were live during the Paralympics. And that... But do, do you find... Because, um, like, some weeks there's just not enough news, though, is there? Yeah. yeah. There is? Yeah, no, no, no. Last week, is, last week is the perfect example of... I think... I mean, this year in particular we've had Brexit, we've had the, the US elections, we've had Joe Cox, we've had Boris Johnson almost becoming Prime Minister and then not, we've had Theresa May, David Cameron stepped down, Donald Trump, all of this happened. In one week, unfortunately. Yeah, it kind of was. Like, we were like... The, the last episode in, in summer, we, we were already reeling for how, from how much had gone on. Chilcott Report, every week mm. there was something else. Half an hour before going to air, the producer walked in and went, you're not going to believe this, there's been a military coup in Turkey. The president's on Facebook telling people to take to the streets, and we were. Uh, yeah, but you're kind of going. Yeah, no one in England gives a fuck about that. 
Where? <laughs> oh no, Angie, Angie Mary's on holiday there. <laughs> we were updating out of the ad break. So it was all bonkers. And then I think what happened is after, the, after Trump was elected, it's almost like everyone's gone, OK, we just need a break for a little while. So last week is, is the perfect example of, of sitting there on a Thursday going, so what are people talking about this week? Like, there's nothing... Mm. I mean, there was the football abuse scandal, yeah. but there's, there's no comedy and there's no entertainment in that. No, there isn't really. Um, so we ended up going with Castro, Fidel Castro, and going, well, let's do, let's do just a whole big first section on Fidel Castro. We've never covered a world leader like that before. And the angle was, some, is he a dictator? Was he a dictator or should he be, you know, venerated? And there were, you know, world leaders who didn't know how to deal with it. And you had the Canadian prime minister saying what a, what a revolutionary orator and larger-than-life figure he was. And then you had other people saying, well, you can't say that about Fidel Castro. Well, it's a real mixed bag of opinion about him, isn't there? Yeah. So we had, to, we had to then construct a show last week that was, OK, there's nothing urgent in the news that needs to be talked about. So let's go where the funny is. So, yeah, there are, there are some weeks where it's... But so have you got uh, fallback kind of things to do? In those no, weeks, no, really. So, like, the series ends. Uh, like, what, how many is in the series? Uh, oh, it varies anywhere between eight and fourteen episodes. And uh, you were just telling me off air that uh, you've been commissioned for loads more. Yeah, forty episodes next year. So that's amazing. Well done. Well, I think. And have you got your agents up the money? <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 gone up. Just since... tell me you're not doing it, Adam. <laughs> tell me you're not doing it. Forty? No way. That'll kill the guy. He's only got one leg. Come on. <laughs> Double the money, double bubble, or he's not doing it. Listen, it was my own fault when they said, you're on more four for the Paralympics. I thought, well, let's sign him up for five years. That's not going to change. Um, Adam, after five years, I swear we're going into double figures. <laughs> but no, that's great. But so it's... Um, it is great, but there's... Um, well, I hope you keep on enjoying it as well. Yeah, it's... it's I mean, it's... There is there is going to be a point next year, I'm, I'm sure, where we're going to be coming into work just going... Oh God! Here we go again. I know, yeah. And what, the hardest bit is sometimes the news, as you all know, is is quite cyclical. So you you turn up again and go. Well, everyone's talking about Brexit again. We're talking about look Trump. Look at what cyclical means. It goes in uh, makes back you here. sick. Um, but summer don't do any in the summer. There's no news in the summer. Well, yeah, you would have thought that. But then this year, that's what we had six summer episodes this year, and that's when we had Brexit. Uh, we had the US primaries, we had the Chilcot report, we had Joe Cox being assassinated, which, of course, no-one knew was, was coming. Um, but every week this summer... Well, some one guy did. Well, yeah, but, you know, we sacked him as a producer weeks before <laughs> yeah, that. Well, good on you. Yeah. You know, well, he's kind of... <laughs> um, so, yeah, you, the, and I think the reason that Channel 4 won us on for 40 episodes next year is that... You just never know when something bonkers is going to happen in mm. the news. And our highest rating episode ever was the one we did the night after the US presidential election, which was also... is OK, so we virtually rewrote that on the day because... But you have to do a lot of that anyway, in general, Yes, but... So what Not we, because the story changes are going, we can't do this, this is shit. <laughs> there is a lot of that, too. Because, <laughs> like, like, you start on a Tuesday, don't you? Yeah, yeah. And then you're in the... Wednesday and Thursday, yep. finessing the stuff. Yeah. And then is it a full day on the Friday? Because that's the thing that annoys me about telly. They make you work the full day. And I know the adrenaline of the live show will keep you going, but you're kind of knackered. Well, yeah, I, I usually, we usually start work at 12.30 on a Friday. Oh, that's not bad. And we're not, air, not on air until 10 that night. So. It's still a long day. It's like eight, what, nine and a half hours by the time you go on air. You've been at work already. I know. But, yeah, the adrenaline does get you through. But something like, something like the presidential election was an interesting one because... 
we we had to plan not knowing which way the result was going to go, and so we had to we looked at it and we went okay comedically for comedy value the worst case scenario is Hillary Clinton gets in, because where's the comedy? In yeah, I know. Yeah. So let's prepare for that. So we wrote a show, pretty. We, I reckon seventy five percent of the show was written uh, assuming Hillary Clinton was going to get in because. You know, if you wake up on the day, hey, Hillary Clinton's in, there's nothing funny in that. So we had to really work hard. And we thought if Trump gets in, this thing's going to write itself on the day. So let's not panic too much about that. So when he did get in, everything had to be rewritten, but we knew it was going to be fine. Yeah, but you kind of pretty much had it in note form, I take it. Yeah, we had. So it was funny, the day before, I sat with a couple of the writers and I was saying, all right, we should write some jokes. Okay, let's just assume Trump gets in, let's write some stuff. And we did. Sorry, and hang on, there's writers. There's a couple of writers, yeah. Sorry, you and the two guys don't write your own stuff? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean... Whew, that's a bit of a bombshell. <laughs> You're a lovely fella and stuff, but come on. You're kind of Emperor's New Clothes now, a little really? bit. Really? Okay, yeah. well... I mean, now with 40 new shows coming on, you'll be a busload of new writers coming in. <laughs> <laughs> We're here. And everyone has writers. People of course, yeah, but, but the, way, the way Josh and Alex and I write is that we all... We all sit around a table together on a Wednesday with the writers and Thursday morning. So we have a day and a half where we all just sit around and chip in ideas and we put them up on a board or we, we you know, write them down in a, in a script. And then Thursday... You know there's these things called computers now as well? Yes, yeah, so, yeah, script on a computer. All oh, right, OK. I, I, I did the typewriting yeah, thing as I... It was the board that made me think it was <laughs> paper and stuff. Oh, no, we do have a whiteboard. Yeah, no, that helps yeah. to have a, an over look at everything. Like, it's good know. so that everyone knows what's in there. Um, and then Thursday afternoon, we go off our separate ways with our own writers and we kind of come up with our own stuff. But the... Is there any competitiveness? No, surprisingly so, apparently. And I say apparently because other people have told me they can't believe how... Like, they'll watch us rehearse... And I'll say a joke, and then Josh will say one, and then Alex will say yeah. one, and then we'll look. No, at there's each great other chemistry. And, yeah, but then we'll look at each other and go, "Okay, so on the on the show, I'll do this, then you do your bit, and then you do yours." Yeah, and that way we know you've got the topper. Sure. So there is a. But like, for instance, with your guests as well, I saw the Paxman one. Oh yeah. And uh, like, even though he was good value, I thought he was a bit of a dick to you, really. <laughs> Excuse me. Most people did. Yeah. And um. I was a bit surprised by that because I, but I knew ahead of time what he was doing, and I think this what was what wasn't clear. <coughs> we talked about uh, the Clinton campaign sending along hecklers to the Trump campaign rallies, and he had said off air. He said, "Well, that's just part of rallying. It's part of every gig. I think I think everything should have a heckler. TV shows, everything. There should be hecklers everywhere. It keeps people on their toes." And and he said, "I'm." I'm going to heckle Adam. I'm going to heckle Adam during the show. But it was quite relentless about it. Like, I don't mind if there's one yeah. singer and you go, yeah. yeah, yeah, fair enough. But, like, he was kind of just poking away. Like, when the first one... It, like, he just obviously doesn't know how comedy works. So if you get a zinger, be quiet for a little right, bit. Yeah, rather than going, yeah. I'm going to do weaker ones now <laughs> and weaker ones. And, we and Josh kind of egging him on, going, you should be on every week. That's what I meant about yeah, the competition. Right. I know it's kind of... It's his comedy brain saying that. But that's what I was wondering was... Sort of, you know, that slight, which always happens when... I know it isn't a panel show, but there's that slight ganging up if someone goes for someone. Yeah. That always happens. Which, I mean, that's one of the things about our show, and so many people say after they've come on the show, they're surprised at how generous everyone is for everybody else. The only... Interestingly, though, you say that, because when comedians are on the show, I think because it's live as well, and you know that any slip-up, everyone's going to see. When comedians are on the show, if someone's 
got you know when the person next to you has got a joke you mm. can just sense it and you're about to talk but you can see that gleam in their eye so as a, as a good comic you step back and you let them get the joke in the only person who didn't do that um, well non-comedians don't do that but Boris Johnson was really interesting in that respect because there were four or five times where someone else had a joke you could see and he could see they were about mm. to say it but as a politician he's trained don't let anybody else get in just keep talking and it was really interesting to watch that kind of lack of generosity lack of comedic generosity that he yeah, had I think it's probably just he's a bit selfish really well it's a, I think it's a political I think you're trained as a politician that just ramble just go off keep talking especially on live TV and eventually they're going to run out of time before they can get to a difficult question but listen we've talked about the uh, last leg but what I'd like to do is a second part with uh, just talk about your life so yeah sure we'll let people know so you've been listening to part one of uh, Adam Hills on uh, Under the Radar with Sean Hughes <laughs> 